But when you have um, even the cycle of the year, so Rosh Hashanah is the first day of the next year, and Erev Rosh Hashanah is the last day of the previous year, but Chazal say that Erev Rosh Hashanah, like a third of the Kapara happens. So you see, ends and beginnings always want to be tied to each other. So how does, how does Mesech Tamar, right? So Mesech Tamar, make sure. I'm kidding. So I, I knew it. So anyway, so uh, how does Mesech Tamar begin? What's the first mitzvah that Mesech Tamar, the first Indian that Mesech Tamar begins with? So it begins with the concept of, of the, the, there's a, a mitzvah from a Torah, for Khan and Levim to be shaymer, to guard the base of Mignish, right? To set up positions of Shmira throughout the entire base of Mignish. That's how it begins. And Mesechta goes on. The last Mishnah, the last part of the Mesechta, is talking about the Shir Shalyon. Shir Shalyon, Levim, Mikdash, and so on. The first day it would be what we say by Shir Shalyon, Lashem Malaya, all the way till Shabbos, Mizmer Shalyon, Shabbos, Liam Shakula Shabbos, and so on. All right, so if Mesechta starts with the mitzvah of Shmir, Samikdash, and ends with Shir Shalyon, so clearly they have to be related to each other. The truth is they're both Levim, right? Shmir Samikdash was a mitzvah on Levim, now Kahanim as well. Kahanim are also Levian, but really it's a mitzvah on Levian. And obviously the Shir is also a mitzvah on Levian. So it begins with Levian, it ends with Levian, and everything in between is Kahanim. <laughs> it's pretty much that's all that Mesech Stamid is going through the, the procedure of the day, which is primarily the avoid of the Kahanims. But nevertheless, it's packaged with Levian. <coughs> the truth is also, it's funny, if you think about how the Mesech ends, I was just mentioning it to me that the, the, the way the, the, the second to last Mishnah ends, that would be like, if I had to do, if I was reviewing the Nasi, I would end the Mesechta with the second to last Mishnah. Because how does the second to last Mishnah end? It goes through the whole procedure of, of what happened uh, in the day. And then it ends off, right? This is how, uh, this is this is the Avoid of the Tamid. That's a pretty good ending. That's how the speeches end, right? But yet the Mishnah, no, okay. One second, I forgot to mention something. Shir So the fact that the shir is being mentioned as the last Mishnah, it's obviously for, like, it's, it's bedavk. It's not just like it works out like that, because if it's just a matter of working out, it's, it's, it's an anticlimactic ending. You want the previous Mishnah's way to end. So what's the connection between the two? All right, so it's interesting. Mesechus Tamid is all about the procedure, the avayda, right? So the procedure of the day, from morning till night and so on. And so the fact that the Mishnah, the Mesechta starts with talking about the mitzvah of Shmir Samikdash, it would, it would seem, uh, the Pashas, it's what it would seem to indicate is that this idea of guarding the base of Mikdash is, is a mitzvah, it's a halacha in the context of the Avayda Sayyayim. In other words, there's a mitzvah bringing karbanas, and there's a, procedure, there's a procedure of the day. This is what you do at 9.05, this is what you do at 10.06. And so the first thing to do is make sure that the Levium are guarding, like the setting up watches. That's sort of like part of the procedural day-to-day operations of the Beis HaMikdash. But it's interesting. Where does the Rambam put the halachas of Shmir HaMikdash? So the Rambam puts it, if, if the concept of watching the Beis HaMikdash is a halacha in the procedural operations, as you would think, if it's placed in Mesechus Tamid, so the place to put that would be either Hilchus Timidim Musafim or some halachas within Kachim of the Rambam, which is talking about procedural things. The Rambam puts it in Hilchus Beis Abichira, which is a discussion about the structure of the Beis Abichira, like how to actually build the temple itself and the, and the measurements and so on and every vessel, where the vessels are supposed to be, like the actual structure, that's where he puts the halachas of Shmir Samikdash. That's a very odd place. Especially because it's in the Sechus Tamid. 
So the Rambam is taking Shmir Samikdash, that this halach of, of watching, guarding the base of Mikdash, and taking it out of procedural halachas and putting it into more structural halachas. What it's telling us is the following idea, is that there's a mitzvah to build the base of Mikdash. And so you would think that that mitzvah is complete when you have the structure in place. You have all the walls and the, and the roof and, you know, and the K limit, you know, everything's done. And now you want to use the base of Mikdash which is now, now, now you're moving into the territory of procedural stuff. So one of the procedures, the first procedure is make sure that, that it's being guarded and protected. No. The Ram is telling us is, is that the mitzvah of building a base amigdash is not just to build a structure. The mitzvah of building a base amigdash is to build a structure, certainly, but it should be a place, ultimately, that's a dear for the Rabbana, that the Shekhinah resides in that place. That it should be a structure that when you walk into it, you're all of a sudden, there's a, a presence there. There's a presence there. There's a transcendence there. You're brought to a higher space. By setting up Shaimrim in the base of Migdash, the Rambam, when, again, I don't have the Rambam in front of me, but when the Rambam records this halacha, in the halachas of the structure of building the base of Migdash, the reason he, he explains, he put up Shaimrim, because that's what you do for for places of covet and yira. It's not like we're actually afraid of anyone breaking into the Beis and stealing the menorah. That's not the, that's not the issue. The Levian were ne- the ones that were set up as guards weren't armed necessarily, right? So it's not really a protective, a protective thing. <clears throat> during the base, for example, during the day, this, the guards were set up at night, not during the day. During the day, you had throngs of people walking in and out. So if you're worried about people stealing, the time to have the guards is also during the day. It was not about actual protection. It was about a place that's, that there's something more than meets the eye, a place of covet and yira and raimus and elokus. The way to, the way to, um, the way to concretize that reality, that this building is something more than meets the eye, you set up shimer, you set up guards. By setting up guards, it already tells people, whoa, there's something going on over here. It's not for the protection, but it's for the, to express the covet. And says the Rambam, that's, that's called building Beis HaMikdash. That's not procedure. The Beis HaMikdash itself, the Binyan Beis HaMikdash is complete, not when the structure is built. The Binyan Beis HaMikdash is complete when it's also built and it conveys a sense of Raimimus and, and, and transcendence. That's what Shemir HaMikdash is about. And that's exactly what the Shir Salavim is about as well. What's the Nivenigin? What does a song do? A song takes an experience and add something to it. What is that something that it adds? You can't put your finger on it, and that's exactly the point. It creates, it takes an atmosphere that's, un, that without a niggin is just a structure. And the niggin does, and it brings it to a higher place. So the Mesech is Tamid is a Mesech that's all about the procedural, the details of the Beis Amigdash. This is what you do at the, the 1103. This is what, this is what happens. But, but the Mesech is packaged by Shmir Samikdash and Shir Salavim to tell you that, by the way, all the things that, that you're going to read about in between those two bookends, don't think that it was just stuff, the, the, something else was going on. Like I, me- I mentioned Ari just a minute ago, two minutes ago, that uh, Rev Salvechik, right, from, from YU, he used to say that Mistama, he used to say by himself, Mistama, I know more about the avoid of, of Yom Kippur more than many Kahanam Gudayim. I know. But I don't know what the avoid of Yom Kippur is, Bechal. As he used to say. 
The answer is, oh, what does that mean? So we know what that means. It means I know the procedure, and I know the lumbus, and I know the ins and outs of what happens in this situation. The Ghanim Gedolim weren't necessarily the biggest Tamidic Chavim in the world by the second base of English, and they knew what to do. They were trained. But the, all the Sugis, they didn't but they experience, but to be in that place and to experience what Avadis Yom Kippurim is, that, that's not something you could experience just by reading a text, even if you know it in detail. That's the nigan. Shir Shalavi Maimur. That's why it's the Levim. The word Levi, the word Levi comes, Le'emenu called him, named him Levi when he was born, the third of the Shvatim. Hapam Yilava Ish Yailai. The word Levi means Hiskashras. It means Hiskashras. Hiskashras means that the, the function of the Levi and the Beis HaMikdash was to transform the procedural things that the Kahanam are doing and to turn into, a, um, into a, an experience of Hiskashras. So the famous, there's a famous tar from the Balatanya. It says in the Mishnah in Shabbos, um, The Mishnah is talking about the word shear in the Mishnah over there in Shabbos. The word shear means a, means a leash for an animal. It's talking about the halachas of carrying on Shabbos. And the Mishnah is saying, Animals that are usually that are that usually are led by a leash, so you could go out with a leash, you could come in with a leash. It's not called carrying because that's like it's like clothing. It's like part of the, what the animal usually wears. Well, Tanya said that the, that the word shear, besides meaning a leash, we always associate with the word anigin. So Baltanya, it's a whole mind with the Baltanya. says kalayitzivishir means that anigin brings a person up. Kalayitzivishir neshamis that are that were sent down from Shemaim, sent out of Shemaim into this world. They're able to ascend back up to heaven through a shir, through a negin. So shir shalavim oimrim. That's how the masechet is, is packaged. I'll tell you the truth. I I, I I was just thinking about this now as we're sitting here before. But now that I'm talking about it, it's so apropos, right? What's going on with the shul, right? The that the, 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 this whole chavur is going. So first one, the big So this is an unbelievable thing, the fact that we have that this Chabur, and they, they finish the Masechta, they go from beginning to end, it's a beautiful Zach, and by us when you finish the Masechta, you have a niggin with it, and what's going on the shul, and Mamish, Nisim and Eflois, <laughs> Bez Hashem, we're going to be there for Hashem, you know, and it's Mamish, but, that, but that's, that's, and I mean, it goes without saying, I'm going to start thanking, the ones that, the, the, those that do, don't want to be thanked, so I'm not going to upset them like that, but but that's what that's what the shul is. The shul is not a. St- how, how do you how do you build a shul? I, 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 the first meeting, the first the first meeting, we didn't call it a meeting. We called it a fabrenga. But the first the first get together, for the when the shul was still a havamina. Some of you were there. The first the, the first, when, when we talk about a shul, it wasn't even a thought. It was like a thought of a thought. So the first thing I said was one of the things I said was that I don't want a shul. I don't want a shul. I'm not interested in the shul. It's been saying I'm at Seva, I had a shul. I'm not interested in that. But what I do want is a house for Nishamas, a place that Nishamas should be comfortable in and Nishamas should grow. To do that, you need three million a day, you need a bima, 
in our Kaidesh, in Shiurim, you need well, everything that makes a shul. But it's a house for Nishamas and a place for Nishamas. And that's the difference. When, you, when, you, when we're building a shul, it's not a structural thing. It's like what the Rambam says. The Shlemus of the Beis of HaMikdash, of, of, of Binyan Beis HaMikdash, is not when the structure is done. The Shlemus of Binyan Beis HaMikdash is when, when there's a sense of transcendence, is when there's a sense of Shira. That's the Shlemus of Binyan Beis HaMikdash. And that's what we're all trying to do. So, so Bez Hashem, Bez Hashem got it when we get in there, the Gemar Habinyan, well, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not going to be the Gemar Habinyan until, you know, but, but I'm saying, but the, the Gemar Habinyan is when, is like with the first niggin, you know, that's the Gemar Habinyan, that's the Gemar Habinyan. And the fact that, it's all Bashtaka practice, you know, the people like saying, ain't, you know, uh, ain't, what's the lashon that they say, the, ain't Dover Gadol Mikra. there's no great, big things don't happen coincidentally, nothing happens coincidentally, even small things. But the fact that they're making a siyam, a Maseches Right before Shoshana, as the Kehila, Shaz for Shoshana, as Hashem getting closer to, to make the entire world a dira for the Rabbani Shalom, that's what happens in Rosh Hashanah. Same thing, Rabbani Shalom was building a house. He's building, he's building a structure in Rosh Hashanah. But the Shlemus of that structure comes when the Levim come and sing a niggin. That's the Shlemus of the structure. And that's what, the, that's what Rosh Hashanah is about, that's what the Shul is about, that's what we're about. So Hashem shall bless each and every one of you, those that, that went through the Masechta and everyone else that's going to be going through the next Masechta. Hashem shall bless each and every one of you with Hashanah Taib Masukah, a good eventually are, a year that your entire house, your personal house, our collective house, your life should become a dear for the Rabbanu Shalom, the Shekhinah should reside in each and every one of you. And like I tell people, wherever God goes, that place blossoms, that place comes to life. Any deficiency in a person's life, it's just a simon of their Rabbanu not being there 100%. And that's the Iker Brach. Their Rabbanu should be there. Where their Rabbanu dwells, that place becomes alive, Mamish. And Hashem should bless us that every single atom of every single, and every single molecule of your bodies and your worlds should Mamish be a dear B'tach for their Rabbanu Shalom. And with that, you should all, we should all together just see Shefer Brach and Atzlacha. Mamish, I'd believe, die. Please go outside.